0: Gorging on some of the finest pasties Buenos Aires can offer. Welcome to this week's Hand of Pod. for the very full mouth that I've got while speaking Um, we're missing Seba this week we're what was the analogy you used in the email earlier Dan we're Um, we're like Real Madrid without
1: no no an email was we're like Adelaide United without Marco Flores
0: that's right (laughs) Uh, that's one for our Australian listeners I suspect the other 97% (laughs) of the listeners we've got won't really know what that means Um, we We assume he's a football player doesn't we're at least pretty. a little bit certain of that. Um, Yeah, but anyway I'm, I'm mm. Sam Kelly And I'm sitting here with, with the two Dans Hello And we're going to be very briefly speaking uh, On behalf of Sebra a little later He did ask us to say something about one of the talking points That we've got We're looking back on a weekend when yeah. Far from the madding crowd in Europe Getting all excited about four Clasicos In two and a half weeks We've had four Clasicos in three days In Argentina mm-hmm. Actually in two days because there weren't any on Friday um, Although had having said that there weren't games on, on no, Sunday were there they? So on Monday, Saturday and Monday we no. had we had a total of four Clásicos Three of which were all in one day um, But I think we're going to start actually with, with a game that that was not a uh, Clásico But was definitely a Classic And it was on Friday night between Banfield and Quilmes We were talking last week about Quilmes' amazing comeback against Vélez Sarsfield Which nobody saw coming at all to win 3-2 in an absolute thriller and they went one better in every respect this week, didn't they, guys? We'd, well, they, they went one nil up away to Banfield, fell two one down, I think, by half time. Went three two down, I think, didn't they? Or, or yeah. no, they went three two up. Banfield then got it back to three three, and Kilnes ended up running out four three mm. winners. Something um, along those lines,
1: yeah. Yeah, I only saw the result. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, r- Ricardo Caruso Lombardi looks charmed now, doesn't he? Mm. It, it's it's incredible.
1: <coughs> well, they have. As good a record as anyone in the last five
0: games, mm. like ten points, I think, for the last yeah. But well, they've won their last three, uh, yeah. So yes, yeah. in a row. Uh, I was reading something I think that said that if he'd been the manager for the whole season and and they kept up this kind of form, yeah. that they'd be um they'd be challenging for the Sudamericana <laughs> places, which, which which is improbable, obviously. <laughs> That's right.
2: interesting you say about that the classical because I saw something that described it as a classical because both of them are from the south of Buenos Aires. They called it a. Uh, Classical dead sword, mm. which I think was mainly the press getting a bit carried away with this whole um, four classicos thing. So I don't think we can really call it a thing, it was definitely a classic, yeah. yeah. And no, you just have to have to admire the fight of Kilmes because basically what Caruso gives you, as we said over and over again, you know, he's a crazy, crazy bastard. <laughs> but he definitely instills a bit of fight in his teams and yeah, to come back, well, at least once from behind and maybe twice as we're trying to do our sums. Actually, no, I think it was 3 2 to Banfield and then and, they come back for free I think because you're
0: right if, yeah. um, because I had I, I missed about 15 minutes spell shortly before the end when I had to, to go and meet somebody off the bus it yep. was coming around to my house and, and we got back and I missed 15 minutes of the game and got back and Kim <laughs> West <and> scored twice <laughs>
2: well, it sounds right
1: Semba mentioned December sort of had said a couple of weeks ago that oh, maybe they'll have a chance of um, saving themselves do we still definitely do we still think this, ridiculous or because the, we kind this of is ridiculous
0: I, I, I did and um and as as Seba pointed out, um, the the fact well, as as kind of I questioned and then Seba clarified, the fact that they were for a long time the only side in the table right. without with fewer than one point per game in the relegation table, made it look like they were far, you know, farther adrift than than they were. But they've now got thirty one points from thirty one games, and if they win again next weekend, and the the right results go the other way I think Olimpo need to lose or something Um what I would probably have to lose and sure. then then Kilmes can actually leapfrog themselves out mm. of the, the automatic relegation spots and mm. get into a playoff place which would incredible well, you can yeah.
1: actually leapfrog yourself Sam
0: <laughs> sorry yeah right yeah they yeah. can they I'm can, sure some contortionists <laughs> could but
1: they can lift yeah. themselves out of the relegation
2: yeah. and, and leapfrog others hmm. uh, but, yeah,
1: at the other end of the, of the form scale we've got uh, Estudiantes uh, I think they've taken about two points from the last Five yeah. games kind of In things. all
2: competitions, they've gone eight games without winning. Um, which is a hell of a lot. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. I was wondering, uh, what was the result on the weekend? They yeah,
2: It was nil four against. Belles. Oh right, yeah. of course. Yeah, they lost against against four to, to Belles,
1: um which was an astonishing result, yeah. really, considering that.
2: The and in their own stadium as well, in La Plata. Mm. Right. Which uh, couldn't have made Bariso very popular
1: this was the equivalent game we, we went to last year of course it so was yeah. yeah. I yeah. forgot was uh, a very dull 0-0 title playoff yeah it was a 0-0 nil- but that, that resulted to the Estudiantes
2: I don't know what you can say about Estudiantes The a reason for this I know that they've had real problems scoring goals because for a lot of last year they managed to make do with basically not even playing a striker they had uh, Lagata Fernandez, Fernandes who's a very talented player for me playing as a, as a uh, solitary striker but he's much more of a kind of secondary striker right, he doesn't leader line and they've had uh, the Uruguayan Lopez this year back but he started well and now he's not fighting the net and yeah they just can't seem to score I think they've gone about at least three games without scoring
1: it's yeah pretty worrying I think they've got 17 points and at this stage last year they had 27 points Hmm. Um, yeah so there's various reasons they don't have a striker you could look at the distraction of the Copa Libertadores which they've also been
0: underwhelming yeah right, exactly so I mean so like
1: if they're <laughs> concentrating on that
0: <laughs> they're they're very very control, quite yeah, a precarious
1: man. situation drawing nil-nil with uh, Cerro Porteño uh, in the first in the home leg of that so you know if they're supposed to be concentrating on that they should be showing a bit better you'd think uh, aside, them, aside from that they've had a lot of injuries and they've got a lot of players who are as in on. especially a lot of these guys who are playing but sort of half injured mm. uh, it says
0: something doesn't it for their desperation, that last week. In fact, it was before we recorded last week, but um, but we didn't mention it in last week's episode. That Verón invited Martin Palermo to, <laughs> to come and play for them. You know, that, that, something for the golf scoring struggles <laughs> yeah. they're having. Although Palermo has now got two in two,
2: as we predicted last week, he would when he scored against Dorican. And I'm sure we'll move on to talk about his goal this week. Uh, it was a fantastic goal, I think uh, no. Um, for this week, yeah, Asturians have been much poorer side than last year. That take nothing away from Vélez who Were yes. absolutely fantastic Really I good From yeah. <laughs> As much as anybody he yeah. some And Maxi Morales Morales as well Yeah, yeah it
1: reminds me Of the, the game last year Where uh, Which I went to see Was uh, Estudiantes River And even though River Were not a, a contender At that stage And having a poor season It was the kind of game That uh, really sort of Stamped Estudiantes the Authority on the title race so, uh, It might have been After the Vélez game Actually but Still you was, know I
0: think it was The penultimate Or the third Yeah, yeah it, the it, was like, no, it was like
1: It sort of was a nice point in the championship for, for Estudiantes and, and one that they're going to remember as you know one of the defining moments of that championship and I get the feeling with, with Vélez that might have been something similar to absolutely demolish uh, Estudiantes like that it was really impressive
2: well, I must say kind of, I watched Estudiantes quite a lot more probably last year in the Apertura than this year and compared to how they played in the 2010 Clausura when they actually finished second they were a lot poorer I think in last term, because in yeah in the summer or the winter here of 2010 they lost um, Jose Sosa, Boselli, and hmm. who else went uh, left back? Went Clemente Rodriguez as well. Hmm. They lost you know four top quality players, and so last year they they just kind of brought hmm. it straight back to basics, like focusing the fen- The defence they probably won about 11 games, one 0 I think. I mean that's a complete guess. I wouldn't take that as a proper statistic, and it seems to just carried on downhill from there and whereas before they were grinding out these nil-nils now they're kind of they're not finding that one goal and we well, are also the not the looking The other possible explanation
1: um, is, is the change of coach
2: One thing that was
0: all over Twitter during the, the last half hour or so in the best game was that so is not Alejandro Sabella Right No um, he, he started out you know it was understandable the way he started he was getting some some results and and. You know, not getting other results and it seemed you know, very much like a kind of transitional period, but he doesn't really seem to
1: have bedded in. No, and you had the feeling at the start that the players were kind of on autopilot and, and doing what they were doing the I wonder, year.
2: yeah, I wonder if one of the problems is, you kind of look at Berisso and then Sabella, both of them were in a fairly similar position when they took over, they'd spent a lot of time with a particular coach as their assistant without doing much coaching themselves, but uh, Savella was the assistant to Daniel Passarella for a long time, and Barisa to uh, Bielsa. So you know, two high-quality coaches. Mm. And you wonder if this is coming through. Like uh is trying to play more of a, you know, Bielsa system, but he's just not got the players to do it. Whereas Sabela played a bit more pragmatically. He kind of used the players he had in the team. And yeah. I mean, I wonder if that yeah. has a bearing on it. Maybe. Bear with us a minute whilst we try and keep Zombie away from her snacks he's
0: eyeing uh, them
2: he's pastries.
0: got greedy greedy eyes yeah um, no it was a bad weekend really all round for both La Plata clubs um, because Jim took the lead on Friday night before going down 2-1 at home to Newell's Old Boys mm. and when you lose at home to Newell's Old Boys this season you must be
1: yeah that used to be my banker in the, in the predictions yeah, um, always rely on yeah, them to lose yeah, but <laughs> and, um,
0: well wh- one prediction that, that one of us got right uh, from last week or the week before was that something that I said which is that Ankel Kappa was the second manager of the to Sorry, not the second manager of the Klausura But the second manager in a very short time um, To lose his job And yeah. uh, who was the, the one we were talking about two weeks ago? Yeah. Bloody <coughs> Why
1: don't it happens so often uh, Yeah, no, I think as I said at the time Appa Sensini, f- in fact oh, right. Newell's, Newell's ex-manager mm. As I said at the time, I can't really see the point Because, mm. I don't know, what are they What are they yeah. going to do with How, how many rounds I have seven? And
0: I think we all said that when, when they're in the relegation <coughs> struggle and the worst thing they can do is bring in a manager now who's not going to have chosen the squad who, no. who's got a drastically different way of thinking than Kappa has which which is going to be the case <laughs> because Kappa makes has, has demonstrated with two different clubs in the same season that he's not geared up to, to fight against relegation unless no. they
1: bring in uh, Menotti mm. <laughs> it's probably quite unlikely yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah exactly the same it, it makes it
0: you feel was. for um, Guillermo Barrochelotto who who, like his ex-teammate Martin Bonmo now has two games in two two games in two goals <laughs> two goals in two games um, but he really looked like the only gymnasia player who was trying on on Friday evening don't know whether either of you saw the game uh, I
2: saw yeah. a fair bit of it yeah I yeah. mean what really did the gymnasia they they played all right in the first half I think and they got the goal quite nicely taken goal from Shilotti if I remember correctly but then I can't remember the defender who did it but it was a Boneheaded challenge, like really kind of um, tough. Boneheaded challenge in the box, got gave away the penalty, got sent off, and yeah. Mm. Once you're there, you've basically gonna go go down, and you're down to ten men. When you're fighting at the bottom, like yeah, you as might as well just give up. The as I say. think
1: Seba said as well when we were talking about it last time, that they haven't, they haven't been losing four 0 or anything. They've been looking quite good, but just losing, you know, not scoring enough goals.
0: Yeah. Which is what happened at River as yep. well before he, yep. he lost his job there. Um,
1: so yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense to me to sack uh, kappa, But I
2: think they had to do something. Like, if it was me, and you know, I've talked to uh, quite a few people like about this, and you could kind of see that that partnership was never going to work out. I don't think. Like.
1: No, perhaps not. It was the wrong decision to start with. Yeah, at this stage of the season.
2: Moving on
0: to to the clasicos, um, we had four. We had all boys versus and Dino Juniors, which I didn't catch any of because I was heading to one of the others at the time same as me <coughs> we also had San Lorenzo against Huracan which was a 3-0 win. all boys Argentinos finished goalless San Lorenzo beat Huracan 3-0 at the same time I think they were both yeah,
1: simultaneously yeah. I, was watching I watched
2: Lorenzo. the first half of that and it looked like the worst game of football I've ever seen <laughs> not just because it was boring but just because both teams were awful yeah. and then I kind of yeah left to head down to the Racing Stadium and all of a sudden I got a text from a friend saying it was 3-0 I was like how quite did that happen
0: yeah but and then uh, the, the game that both English Dan and I were at—we were at opposite ends of it, but actually on the same side. I was in the rassing end, was rassing against River Play. Which let, let's talk about that, shall we, Dan? I've, I've been looking forward here. to this bit for a. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so it, the it result
0: it, it was—it was a very big win for River. I thought it was one-nil. It was uh, a huge final risk. score with with a penalty from Mariano Pavone. But um, <laughs> uh, let, let's start off with the, the discussion of. Um, the fact that it could easily have not been through a penalty because the penalty came from a challenge on Eric Lamela (coughs) from, uh, was it Cahais? Matthias Cahais yeah Uh, former Boca defender if I'm Mm -hmm. not mistaken Um, and it it was I wouldn't say it was an unnecessary challenge he he knew what he was doing and um, it happened just as Lamela was drawing back his foot to shoot but right after going round Maybe five challenges yeah, and running from it, the yeah. halfway line. Slating I watched the goal um, today
2: actually, and the goal the, the run that led to the penalty yeah. earlier—and it was it was fantastic. He must have run about forty meter, like mm. about forty meters, to get into position. And yeah, I don't think he kind of really beat anyone bamboozled him, but he just kind of stormed past about five players. Yeah, absolutely left standing. Yeah. That's what
1: Lomelo does. He's not so much beat a man like Messi, yeah. but he sort of glides through. It's sort of
2: like a Ronaldo, you could say.
0: Well, no, I, I don't, think don't know because Ronaldo tends to R- Ronaldo's more a <coughs> kick it past him and then run very fast.
2: Yeah. He's, sort of has like
1: he's, he's, yeah, he's got tricks. He's got technique, but yeah. he's—I mean—you're right. He's he can dink past a man, but he's he's, uh, he's very well balanced and, and yeah, athletic as well mm-hmm. when he has to be. Um, and he he also had a did he have a really good chance before that as well? Like he, I think he he made another really good run he, and he, set somebody up. Yeah, or he. he well a shot. he set Rocha off Mario. That's up That's right. So yeah, it was a
0: surprise inclusion in the starting eleven. River have played a kind of three-four-two-one for most of the season so far, but on on Saturday they switched to a three-four-one-two with Lamela in behind Mariano Pavone and Rogelio Funes Mori. Gabriel Funes Mori <coughs> can't make his mind up what he wants to be called.
2: I think it really matters, like. He's um,
0: <laughs> and it was it was a really good chance, and he pulled it yeah. just wide of the post. Which for a striker who uh, f- admits himself to being a confidence player, although I'd normally do lay into him, and I, I was certainly. Inwardly, at least, I was shouting at him when that happened. Obviously, I wasn't going to get up and express my feelings when I was surrounded by rasting fans. Um, but it, it was maybe understandable as to why he missed that one when he's been struggling for playing time recently. And I thought he kind of snatched at it. it but it, it was a fantastic pass from from Lamela. But it was um,
1: typical of his, of Funes Mori's play because he he did he did a, uh, help out in the lead, in the build up as well because it was a couple of nice yeah. little one twos with Lamela, and so he's like a generally all round a, a good player. But then yeah, he just I don't know, he, he freezes in front of goal, or he does at the moment.
0: There was an interview, well, an interview, a, a quotation that our friend Joel Richards used yeah, in, an in an article interview. recently. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Jo- oh, OK. Sorry, Joel. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, in which uh, La, um, La Mena, Funes Mori <laughs> made, made the point that his successive managers, Estrada, Leonardo Astrada, kind of got him to work on, on finishing more, and Ankel Kappa <coughs> was more about getting him to get involved in the link play and his touch and things whereas JJ Lopez basically has taken him to one side and really worked on his confidence which as I say he, he admits himself to being a confidence player so it's, it's probably the right way to go um, whether I'd be happy if he was starting every game alongside Pavoni, I'm not sure I certainly wasn't when uh, at the sec- start of the second half Pavoni had been subbed off to be replaced I think it was a Osocio Sirigliano I'm not sure um, defensive midfielder because Juan Manuel Diaz got sent off shortly shortly before half-time for River Plate um, for a very silly challenge and JJ Lopez actually got sent off at the start of the second half as well for coming out the tunnel late mm-hmm. the, the Argentine FA have passed down a I, I think I'm safe I don't think I'm being biased in saying it's harsh because it happens it seems to happen to at least two managers a weekend I don't it think it's harsh I think
2: it's it makes know, sense it's because it's before the rule it was absolutely ridiculous I think yeah. One half time because the local T V here puts the the, the time that yeah. yeah, the countdown for the half time yeah. break on. And I think one game I think it might have been Boca Independiente last year if I remember correctly. If I did it I'm pretty impressed with myself. But <laughs> uh yeah, I think they came out after twenty five minutes. Yeah. But it's but and the it thing is just ridiculous.
0: For, for me it's harsh to send the manager off because it the, the, the punishment isn't for the team coming out late, it's for the man the the players were on the yeah. pitch. Yeah. And if, if the players are on the pitch Then I can't see the, the no, problem not With the manager it, hanging around For the, out the five minutes is, As long as they can kick off yeah.
1: um, Are you sure it was the manager? Normally it, it's because the team The whole yeah. team no, is the team, out the
0: team are all on the pitch And, and <coughs> well, I'm guessing you can't, can't start the game anyway, the anyway Until stuff. the
2: manager's yeah. there So it's the same thing really yeah, yeah, But, but
0: then, I mean it's, It happens in England you, you sometimes I mean In the Champions League um, Matches for instance When I was When I was back in England You'd see ITV Interviewing Alex Ferguson Whilst the second half was kicking off, Ferguson would walk out the tunnel, yeah, right. the game would be going on, and I, I can't see what yeah, to stop it, that happening in Argentina. Yeah, and, and some of the really a, small stadiums. It's hard for, for the, the coach, bench,
1: but I, it was it was at a stage where it was ridiculous with the, every team coming yeah. out late and yeah. turned into a big mind game where they were trying to get out later than the other team. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know this it was the start of this year, or maybe during the apertura, where they introduced the, the rule, yeah. I and then it was halfway down, through yeah. the upper tour, right? right, and then. There were, there were times where the coach was just a minute late and they would argue and then sometimes they would let them stay and sometimes they wouldn't. So, uh, for me, it's a good idea. Like yeah. Fifteen minutes, it's not that hard. Everyone else in the world does it. Hmm. Bring your team out. If not, you, it's a red card. And yeah. Gradually, they're learning. There's less. It's happening less.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's slowing down. If, if you look at the stats in Argentine uh, leagues after the weekend and see that a man has been sent off at half-time, that's almost certainly the reason anyway. But I was impressed overall with River. I thought it, in the second half, Racing had far more of the ball, obviously. Yeah you'd expect them to after one of River's midfield was sent off but River were really well drilled yeah I I think we know what a superb goalkeeper Juan Pablo Cadrinha is um, but River as a as a unit were very good at making sure Rassing didn't get too many kind of really clear cut. yeah Opportunities right in front of his goal. Yeah, they might have had three or four, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Uh, definitely three, if I Certainly remember. Certainly towards the start of the half. Yeah. I mean, they with to address very early on in the second half. that yeah. one disallowed for offside. Mm.
2: And also had a pl- point blank
0: saved by Carissa, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah,
1: that's right. And I think Seba
2: wanted
0: to save this. Was Se- Seba did ask me to, um, <coughs> to report his words. I, well, I, he asked us to report his words, but I'm going to read them out direct because he texted me to them um, immediately after the game. He, he wasn't aware. I don't think that I was the match, uh, he sent me two texts, the first one says, you always beat us, you of course at River and us is wrestling, even with nine men, one sent off and 90 minutes of Funes Mori, <laughs> congratulations, um, so I then texted him back and told him I'd been out the game and, and he, he replied that his consolation is that we lost and the ref had nothing to do with it which feels a lot different and added that he told us all that... Lamela was the new Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> which I think actually you mentioned last week didn't you Dan um, uh, no was, that's Seba's
1: that's, that theory more than anything I, like think, it. I, I think, think he looks yeah.
0: like him I and, the yeah, yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and the attitude and the prance so
0: it's nice to know I'm sure the listeners will, will be pleased to know that even though Racing lost even Seba's happy with this one yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we can stop talking about Racing as a contender
2: yeah it's, it's gone they've lost I think we were talking about this just before coming on air in the last seven games, after such a good start, they've lost 5-1-1, which was the one that counted, so you can't be too upset. And it's the Independiente. Yeah, and Drew one. So I think resting are down in 12th now, if I remember correctly, and eight points off the lead. Mm. It's, it's over. Right. Yeah, title,
0: the title is, as we said about Boca a few weeks ago, there were too yeah. many clubs above them yeah. who would also exactly, pick up yeah. points too, for them to yes. really be able to do it, really. So, so
1: Boca-Independiente uh, was the other Clásico.
0: Which was played last night Which is why we're recording (coughs) on a Tuesday instead of a Monday this week Because it seemed a bit daft to be recording on a Monday And not knowing what the score of one of the main matches was Um, And I think we all felt slightly after the match As if, you know uh, (laughs) We delayed our recording for that (laughs) It it wasn't a classic Albeit it was a classic There there was a very good finish from Martin Palermo Yeah, the
1: the the game 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 finished 1-1 Boca... Probably had the best of the well, they did have the best of the the first uh, half, and Martin Palermo's got a lovely, it was like a volley back heel basically. Tackle. Uh, Tackle. Taco, so yep. In yep. In Who's the cross from? It was from Marche, I think. Yeah, uh, Marche, yeah. I think. That's right. Really, really nice goal. Uh, and then the second half, well, Independiente came out and they were pretty much dominating possession and creating a lot of chances. Uh, Falcioni took off, Riquelme, he took off Palermo, mm. and then Independiente scored. Also, it was a very good goal, Shh. I think. Uh, it, was, yeah, uh, um, it was, yeah. It was from
0: Lucas Vichafanya, mm-hmm. who's uh, <coughs> a kid so young that he doesn't even have his own Wikipedia page yet—at <laughs> least not in Spanish. But it was a really good finish. He smashed it over the edge of the area. Right. Um,
1: oh, and I'm, and d- I'm not
0: really sure how many had
2: heard of him before the game under. No, as you he said, he's very young. Th- yeah, I think it was, if I'm right, the first guy he's ever scored in the Primera, hmm. which is, you know. To get the leveller against Boca in the Bombonera, that's yeah, so it the, doesn't get much bigger than the that. They celebrated uh, it like he knew
1: that as yeah, well, didn't they? The interview <laughs> with him after the game, and he was basically speechless. He was very excited. Um, but well, a lot of the the press and the and the Boca fans are are now blaming Falcione for taking off Callejón and Palermo. Yeah, because Falcione has always had to
2: battle this reputation since coming from Boca. He's a he's a pragmatist. He likes playing the four four two and. He's, know, he's, really he's not always out. tried very hard to battle that. Reputation. No, he doesn't <laughs> try very hard, but you can see that it, it's kind of there. Anyway, and then. yeah, one 0 up to take off. Well, I wouldn't say your two best players, but the two icons of the team who are yeah. also considered the best attacking threat. It's not. It's not clever. Although of course Riquelme was mm. um, yeah. was
0: injured uh, for a couple of games previously, and their main thing is definitely trying to get him back for the Super yeah. Classic in, in two rounds of time. Uh, which we'll have a special preview for you off On hand, pod. I, was, I was told to plug it before. Yes, yeah, so your friends and families. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. so that, that's that's obviously the main focus. So I can kind of understand taking him off, but yeah, taking but both him and Palermo off in the same game is certainly a brave move, even if it does make sense and it backfired on him.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, I don't blame. I don't think that has anything to do with them. They were already under the under the cost from from Independiente, and yeah, you, you can use the excuse that well, Kelme holds the ball up, and that that, that way it's easier to defend, but. I don't think he was particularly dominating the midfield. No, no he did me of have the, his
2: best day today.
1: No, it reminds me of the the Argentina Germany game from 2006 World Cup. Everybody blamed Pe- Peckerman for taking off Riquelme. Riquelme, if you watch that game, he had a, quite a terrible game. Yeah, uh, it's, and you know it's not the coach's fault that well it's the coach's fault, but it's not because he took off at Riquelme that, that they conceded at the other end. And I think it's the same case uh, and with this game. Mm. Uh, yeah, we've talked about it before. They, they had a completely different coach last year, and now we're still having the same sort of results. So I think it's, it's a lot, of, a lot, of deep problem. And, uh,
2: just on the yeah. subject to Raquel, actually, I'd like to. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned it before, but I'd like to direct our listeners to the advert he's just creative for uh, Argentine telly mm. because it's it's bizarrely fantastic. He dances and everything. And I've not seen this. Have you not? It's no. the uh, Raquel Metafelis feliz. Yeah, but the whole premise is yeah. like, yeah, he's, he's he Raquel is
0: happy. Yeah. Yeah. B- which is the strange enough idea in itself well
1: that's the whole premise of the ad is that he's usually so grumpy he's yeah, so like, a
2: fair person and yeah.
1: yeah so it's like the stuff at least tell like are you happy and oh, is becoming happy right? and then he sort of he starts smiling and I don't know he starts dancing cumbia
2: and
1: yeah <laughs> I,
0: I never thought I'd say this but I clearly need to start watching more Argentine television because this sounds brilliant it's a
2: fantastic advert and We'll see. I'll see if I can find a YouTube link and then I'll send it to Sam and we'll get it on the site. You like if you can, check out the video because it's priceless. Thank, thank you for the
0: recommendation. Well. Um,
2: and after the the two uh, talk of the two really good goals
0: in in that game, I think it would be remiss of us to not finish off this recap or at least mention while we're doing this recap of the weekend. Uh, Roman Martinez's mm. magnificent second goal for mm-hmm. Tigre. Um, earlier on on Monday they drew 2-2 at home to Olimpo and the second one was a proper Vaselina and a lob from something like 25 yards out it was, it was out way
1: two. out and it was not even I mean the keeper was not particularly far off his line and, yeah, and, and, and the trajectory
0: th- of the ball it was. It looked <coughs> at first as if it had hit the defender and then you know looped up and over and no, it was only it when they replayed from a different angle that it became apparent No, he, he hit it like that it was yeah playing. and
1: it was one of the ones where you wouldn't even think to most players wouldn't even think to just to try that from that because uh, you know not a particularly not close to the goal the keeper was on basically just off his line and yeah. superb goal oh, yeah Lovely.
0: fantastic goal did, I, fantastic. I didn't actually catch the the game itself did, did either of you I
2: did yeah very good game yeah yeah end to end all game yeah I think uh, it was finished two two in the end it was Olimpo against Tigre <coughs> and Olimpo took an early lead Tigre came back with two goals from Martinez and then. I think it was quite a scrappy equaliser in the end from Olympia. Sorry, you're right. It was in Blanca wasn't it? Yeah, I said earlier that team with the home side. But that one. To be honest, it's kind of a, it was a great game to watch. Like very exciting. You know, not the highest <clears> level of skill or uh, precision, but you know, for pure kind of energy and attitude, it was great. But hmm. it's a result that doesn't really do either of them much good if you look at the no. relegation tables. No, absolutely. They definitely need to win one of them, I think.
0: And w- which I think is the same kind of thing with the pocket independent yeah, and draw. Exactly. That it, it was a. It maybe wasn't a, a dreadful game But in terms of us all thinking Well we delayed the recording for that It was more than anything Because the draw didn't really do anything For either of them No It leaves
2: them still pretty much Lower mid-table yeah. and Without anything to fight for yeah.
0: and, and in terms of Sudamericana qualification That's You know they're both still Obviously they're miles off the pace there as well So the Klausura was really the only table That we were looking at with those two Yeah I think the only result so far That we've not mentioned And it's is the other Monday evening game Which was a A 1-0 win for Lanus Away to Colón yeah. And it just underlines something that's been a recurring theme, two recurring themes really, which is a away wins, where again we had far more away wins than home wins this mm-hmm. weekend just gone, and b, Colón are rubbish at home, even when they, even though they keep winning away. Yep. Um, it, it was who, who scored the goal? Uh, Romero. Sergio Romero, not 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 to be confused with the national team's goalkeeper, who plays for Asad. <laughs> <AZR. laughs> yeah, I don't have anything at all to say about that much. Actually. No, it just but shows that
2: for some reason Colón. Cannot get points at home But mm. They've got a very good record I think they're about Eighth or ninth in the table yeah. Which obviously that means They're about four points Off the off the top But They've won something Like maybe four or five games Away from home And I think Four games away from home One game at home Yeah And But They just Yeah and it's, it's They can't un- do it in front of Their own fans Which is
0: it, It's yeah, underlined as well Because in, one, in, in the start Of the Super Classico previews Which Listeners not based in Argentina Might be Wondering why and I thought I've just said that sentence, but yes, two weeks before the game and with another game still to go before before it's played, the newspapers here are already starting to preview the super. That's, that's uh, what a massive game it's treated as here um, in the Super Classic Cup previews. The, one of the points that I've seen is that under JJ Lopez, River are still undefeated away from home. Obviously, they've lost at home. They got mm-hmm. that hammering that is, uh, against the Studianthus at the end of the last Apertura that Dan mentioned earlier. But in away matches, they've not yet lost. And so obviously the point was being made, you know, when they managed to keep that up against Boca Juniors, it's such a big game and you think, well, given the, the current form of the two teams, they <laughs> should be able to. But yeah, it's it's remarkable, this away business. I don't think we can go into it in too much detail this week because we have done in yeah. previous weeks. but I think it's just we worth saying, it, yeah,
2: yeah. It's worth saying that a statistic came out in Orley, kind of the sports bible, that I think before the Monday games, they did the, the little kind of tally up and it was something like 39... Games have been won at home and 44 away. <coughs> I think it's the first time in God knows how many years the away wins have kind of yeah. outstripped the home ones. Yeah. It kind of says everything about the season, like, and I think it explains a lot why the season's been so tight and so unpredictable. Like if teams can't bank on three points at home, it's very hard to kind of keep consistency. And I think we've seen that in the league table. Absolutely,
0: yeah. when you've got Kilmas beating Vales away from home, mm. and even Newell's even managing to win a match away from home, albeit against Gymnasia. You know there's something very funny going on. Exactly. So the weekend's results very quickly and without any of us having a league table in front of us. But I think you've got Belles top on 22. Yeah. River a second again now on. Tw- actually no, <laughs> Belles have got 24. River have got 22. Yeah. And then in third it would be with 21. Got cruise, cruise. Yeah. yeah I've I've got got 20, Twenty maybe. Twenty, you yeah. might be right. Uh, and then a, a sort of handful of teams below yeah. on kind of 19 and 18 points. Yes. Uh, San Lorenzo are up there I think Olimpo as well. Um, although Olimpo actually could have gone third out right on 21 points if they managed to win against Tigre on Monday. So they didn't get it.
1: I think we are starting to form into who I, who I think we can talk about as as the real contenders and yeah. possibly yeah. looking at River and Velez at this stage. Sure. I think yeah. when we have about five or six weeks left we should we should have a little analyst uh analyse this a little bit and, and talk about who we think is going to yeah it's gonna be competing for the title in the last week but uh, I think at this stage it's looking like those two are, uh, sort of put Definitely their hands yeah. on. Yeah. I yeah. Think yeah. We
2: can say them two are going to be there at the end.
0: And, and having talked uh, at around the halfway point of pointing out that River still had, had to play seven of the other teams in the top eight or something I think it was that I said mm-hmm. uh, or six six of the teams they had in their last seven games or something you know, they're now kind of a few weeks into that challenge and, and yeah. they're doing okay not that they lost one at home to, to Godoy Cruz, um, but, but apparently, lost, uh, so, yeah. yeah. yeah so, their challenge, I think, is, is definitely going to be kept up. Um, are we going to mention Eric Lamela and, and think, this yeah. this story that came out yesterday from a, a new newspaper here in Argentina? It was actually in their first edition, yeah. Yeah, saying that um, Eric Lamela has, has been sold, apparently, to, to a group of businessmen who are going to sell him on to a European club in June. It seems plausible, it's certainly believable, given... The, the fee was €14 the million dollars, was it? Or Euros? €14 million Euros for 80% of his transfer, because um, IMG, who are uh, a managerial group, already owns 20% of it, <coughs> which I think values La Mela himself at €17.5 million, but you mm-hmm. have to assume that they're going to be wanting to, to make a profit yeah. if, if they are indeed going to sell him on in June. I mean, no, Lamela was was on record as saying he wanted another 12 months at river after the current season ends but obviously as we've all mentioned before river are fighting uh, for economic survival as well as for survival in, in the relegation table so they've they've got to think about the money essentially
1: right and one, well one of the, the stronger rumors was that it was going to be sold to he was going to be sold to Juventus mm. uh, by this group of businessmen but yeah we have to stress that this basically came out in its one newspaper and it hasn't been picked up. By a lot of the others yet, so I mean, it, as you said, it sounds completely plausible, but we might have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, he will s- certainly be going to Europe
0: either this winter yeah. or next <laughs> winter. And uh, when we say winter, of course, we're talking about South American winter, European summer. So I don't think it's too too much of a stretch to say, mm-hmm. keep your ears open on hand of pot and keep your eyes open if you're watching on internet streams or television around the world, because he's certainly a star of the future.
2: Um, I guess you know, for me, what I'd say, like the biggest implication <laughs> of this, aside from you know, we could sit here speculating about which club he's going to go to and I'm sure I'll be able be doing that later in the week in some way or, <laughs> or another but I think yeah the, probably the biggest implication for River is that they're a club with not much money and if this turns out to be true and it's, at this point we've got to say it's probably a fairly big F it might mean they'll be able to keep Carrizo in the team because mm. I think he's got a 6 million euro buyout clause from Lazio
0: I, th- I think it's something like that yeah and a, yeah. a group of River fans and uh, and we have to stress, actually, after seeing somebody ask Joel Richards about it on Twitter a couple of days ago, that these are fans, not the Barra Brava that we're talking about, um, have clubbed together and are trying to, to put up enough of a fee to help River yeah. buy Carrizo, which is something similar, I think, to, to what happened when Mario Kempis uh, was, as they say here, repatriated and, and moved to River as well. I think something similar happened then in 81 or 82 or something.
2: If they could keep Carrizo in, in the team, that's... A massive, massive success. Yeah, worth a lot of everyone. points. Yeah. Yeah. Probably more at this stage, you'd say, than Lamela. For all the talent that Lamela has, has, like, if you had to pick, the t- pick out the two players, which is the most important for the team at the moment, you'd have to go for JP.
0: Yeah,
2: definitely. Which, funny enough, I heard, I think, I can't remember what game it was, but they referred to Carrizo as JP.
0: Really? Yeah.
2: I think it might have been the. JP the or JP? JP. Yeah. JP. <laughs> I think in yeah the Spanish one would be Juanpi for that yeah. name, yeah. but yeah it was it was kind of strange and <laughs> <laughs> J- He was
0: um, actually very much like Lamela. He he knows how good he is, doesn't he? Which which might is yeah. uh, yeah, often cited as, as part of the reason he never really managed to do what he might have done in Europe because he's got a very <laughs> big ego, let's say. Mm-hmm. And after the racing game, he was he was giving a TV interview and saying, you know, I feel like the best. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, there was.
1: Well, I know some River fans were because um, uh, the the edification of Juan Pablo, uh, the John Paul the II, is happening at the moment, I guess. And uh, yeah, like they call him, they started calling him now uh, 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 Juan Pablo Cariso, They started calling him San Juan Pablo and stuff, you know, <laughs> as in like San Ica kind of thing. And uh, there was a few references made to the beatification be of <laughs> Juan Pablo the II and all this sort of stuff.
2: I think he might need uh, Libertadores before that. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if uh, Benedict, Benedict is a, um, a River fan but <laughs> it
0: could speed it up a bit yeah well he, he might get the chance next year if he does stay because um, obviously if River were to to get the championship then then that would qualify them and if, if they weren't then I think they're going to be finishing high up enough the, the Clasora that they'll be able to challenge for a Libertadores qualification spot in the Clasora as well of course as returning to continental action in the Sudamericana that looks more certain with each victory they yeah, get yeah. now, because of course the table for that closes with the end of the Klausura mm-hmm. um, You yeah, know, as a River fan, it's it's easy to be optimistic at the moment with with the team.
1: But it would be very I nice only. if they could hang on to Lamela for another 12 it months or so. Fantastic for,
0: for that. Yeah, I mean, if not, then then it looks like we'll be hanging on to Lansini At least nobody's really talking about him. Mm-hmm. But to be able to get Lamela and, and to keep him for for another year would be brilliant. Yeah, and absolutely no denying it. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a really short break. And then I suppose we can come back with Mystic Dan, if you're uh, d- feeling connected enough with the stars, Dan. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. It's so excited on the donuts, so I think, I think that's sucking his mystical powers at the moment.
0: <laughs> well, we'll let Dan eat, eat said donuts, and then we'll. Uh, uh, Do did you, did you want to talk about um, Boost
1: Anthem?
0: Of course, yeah. Yeah, no, it's okay, so we'll take a, a very short break now, and then we'll be back with with a story of mystery and tragedy and woe really uh, it, it's very sad so maybe while this theme tune's playing young get a box of tissues and uh, it's a bit of a tearjerker we'll be right back <laughs> So the story in question, um, we've we've got two options really. Whilst English Dan is is pouring his so there's um, th- there's one which isn't so much sad as just slightly troubling, which is Christian Fabiani has has been in the papers again, of course.
1: Yeah, it's just his <laughs> usual kind of monthly scandal where I think he was um, accused or actually charged with groping a nightclub worker.
0: No, not just any nightclub worker though, Dan, but a young nightclub, a young nightclub worker,
1: worker which is what the paper said, but I can't yeah. not sure how young she could have been. Uh, working well. in a nightclub but
2: well people work in
1: nightclubs <laughs> <that? laughs> No. Um, but yeah apparently he touched her inappropriately in, in very private parts um. as opposed to touching her appropriately
0: in a very private part yeah you never know but yeah the, <coughs> word, the word inappropriate was used by the newspaper by the way not by Dan so I'm not right. looking for the fit
1: but um, a much, as, as you said probably the big story around the world this week I think has been um, uh, Walter Busse is an <laughs> yeah. independiente player everyone's talking about it and uh, so he was in Puerto Madero, which is a nice um, waterside neighborhood of, well, not a neighborhood of my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, kind um, <laughs> of. Of Buenos Aires, he was having, I guess, eating with, in a in a restaurant with his brother, and they met three young ladies. Uh, and so one th-
2: known as the Black Widows. If we should
1: now they're Then no, they are now known as the Black Widows. Um, and well, one thing led to another. They they got on well with the boys, and the boys took them back to the, their apartment, which was here in Caballito. Which is a down the road here. Next thing that they knew, the, the Walter Buse and his brother w- woke up the next morning, um, completely groggy. I think they couldn't even move, and the girls had basically robbed everything in the house, including electronic equipment, cash, um, the dog Tolito, <laughs>
0: <laughs> kidnapped
1: and, the dog in fact. Well, yeah, they kidnapped yep. the dog, yes, uh, and the Mini Cooper. And I think like the guy like the guys, literally couldn't move. They were he didn't shop to training kind of thing and they sent someone around to the house to check on him and they, they found these guys lying there unable to move um, and, and so what happened when Walter Buse's girlfriend well, about she she <laughs> no. she was about this she's got, he's got a stunning girlfriend um, and she took to Twitter and dumped him basically and then started abusing the crap out of him on Twitter and everyone started like she had about 40 followers and then, then now she's got thousands because everyone started following this girl and uh, yeah she dumped him started abusing him and um, and then she she started a campaign to get the dog back. We just we just got a Facebook page now. We should clarify that she,
0: they, they've since given an interview, um, and, and she's stressed time and time again that she still cares very much for him, uh-huh. and that she still hopes that he's okay and all of this, uh, without once saying that she's going to take him back or anything. But yeah, it's, it does seem to be all about the dog rather right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very cute dog. Yeah, mm. and, and it seems a bit heartless to laugh, but then it's also so
2: easy. I'm not <laughs> saying it's funnier because it happens to be an independent player, but <laughs> it doesn't make it unfunny.
0: And it, it, it certainly probably has helped Walter Busse's uh, visibility, <laughs> let's say, <laughs> <his laughs> in, yeah. in terms of his profile with visiting scouts and so on, because. Um, <laughs> If, if any scouts are visiting Argentina at the moment, who don't speak very much Spanish, I think they'll probably be asking their interpreters why this guy's all over the newspapers, <laughs> because he wasn't really playing
2: an awful lot for Independiente, or, um, no. or at least no, not very got, impressively yeah. when he did play. He got injured last year. I think he um, had quite a serious injury and was out for about 12 months or something like that mm-hmm. in and then have been back this year. Played about five games and made a pretty disastrous decision in the end to go to dinner with his brother. <laughs> And I don't think. Yeah, I think the Independiente coach Mohammed was pretty unpre- unimpressed with the story. Because, I can't imagine why. Because you know, this happened basically just after Independiente had lost the Clásico, and it's kind of a thing in Argentina. If like the players lose, then the fans don't expect to see him out in the town and clubbing like the week after. They should be kind of in playing penitence.
1: Mm. and right. Yeah.
2: Just basically because he was out. I don't think you know there was any suggestion he was out. You know, like doing a Fabiani jump dancing <laughs> on speakers or
0: well, maybe he wanted yeah. to drown his sorrows and just get paralytic
2: maybe, maybe. terrible thank you I'm here all week because <laughs> I think in the end it came out that they spiked the champagne basically they got the three girls back to the house and poured some champagne I'm not sure how the girls managed to do it <laughs> both of the brothers not realised but they spiked the, sh- the guy's champagne glasses with ketamine
1: Oh, horse tranquiliser. Yeah,
2: horse tranquilizer. I mean, I don't know if anyone's, um, you know, implied that Busa's got, you know, the legs of a racehorse on the <laughs> pitch or anything, but it kind of lends itself very easily to puns now.
0: Oh, it's a good thing they didn't get a hold of Ivan sure because
2: <laughs> wouldn't have had any effect on <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave the
0: obvious punchline unsaid, though, <laughs> <laughs> anybody who's seen the photographs move have a few weeks ago. <laughs> After that brief little interlude, I think we had now better play some theme music and get on with Mystic Death. <laughs> so having put a lot of thought into this week's um, predictions, done. Yes. Take them away. Absolutely
2: it's a clear
0: yeah. so you, know, you can see the stars and that your results
1: yeah.
2: exactly
0: that's what I'm doing right now they're, they're um, basically illuminating
1: the paper that Dan's reading that's why i up right of the shining Yes. Um, well I'll get into it uh, we have Niels Godoy Cruz and I'm picking Godoy Cruz to win away Quilmes Gymnasia draw Olimpo to win away to Huracán Colón to win away to Tigre Racing to, to, to win away to Arsenal Lanús Estudiantes draw Argentinos to beat Boca River to beat All Boys San Lorenzo to win away to Independiente, and Verles to be Banfield. I think the thing that stands out there is that you've um,
0: you've departed from your normal tactic of predicting a lot of home wins for well. the first time this this week, which I th- this is which I think probably means we're going to get an uncharacteristically <laughs> high number of home wins this weekend.
1: <laughs> yeah, I still I still big. Oh, no, only two, then, yeah, two or three home wins, Yeah, a lot
0: of away wins. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember we're, we were looking at the fixtures just before uh, coming on air, as it were, and I think I. Made the point that the only ones that I'd be really confident of predicting a home win for would be uh, River Plate and, and Belas. And yeah, mm-hmm. and the others are much, much harder to to pick. But it, it, a lot of away wins certainly seems like a fair way to go. Not not just because that's what tends to have happened this season, but from the way that the fixtures are, are laid out.
1: Yeah, as always, it's quite difficult. Um. I
2: mean, it worries me somewhat <coughs> that you've gone for a wrestling win again, because I think the only game you've <laughs> predicted them to lose <laughs> was against <laughs> Independiente. Which is, yeah, the only game we've won in the last <laughs> seven, so... Yes. If, like, you could reinterpret the crystal Wall and well, see coming. that was one of the ones I was in.
1: a little <laughs> doubtful about. Arsenal coming off <laughs> a, a win, right, last week? Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, a uh, very that's good right. win. That's one game we didn't mention, actually. Um, a 4-1 win away to Godo yes, Cruz. of course. course. Yeah, they absolutely smashed them. Yeah, which, um, I think that's
1: probably... So that's need really to say about that, be a doubtful yeah. result.
0: Yeah. I think one of the, the, the standout games of the weekend to come is going to be Argentinos-Bocca, because uh, Rikelme is going to be going back to his former club for those who think that Juan Román Riquelme came up through Boca Juniors youth academy You're right. he, he didn't just most of Boca Juniors legends didn't come up through mm-hmm. Boca Juniors youth academy in fact um, Riquelme is from Argentinos uh, Cantera let's say um, as is Diego Maradona of course mm-hmm. and and so the reception that he'll get at Argentinos stadium ought to be an interesting one I
2: think it's usually fairly fairly positive yeah
0: yeah I, I remember making the point a year and a half or so ago, when it looked like he might have been um, leaving Boca, that if he were to go back to Argentinos, so it would be the one club probably where he'd get an even bigger <laughs> welcome yeah. than than when he than when he returned to Boca. So that, that's going to be yeah. that's going to be an interesting um, interesting game to see, and also it'll be interesting to see whether Colon can keep up this mm. thing of doing really well away from home. They're playing their away to Tigre, which isn't an easy fixture, but no. but we'll see, we'll see.
1: And then. Uh, Classico, Independiente San Lorenzo.
0: I would, g- I'd go for San Lorenzo for that one. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Right. That, that's what you've gone yeah, for as so well. It? Like yeah, it's another tricky week to call, but then that's <laughs> that's why we love the Argentine <laughs> league so much because it's not just a cliche <coughs> to say that it's well, it is a cliche to say that it's um hard to predict, but it's it's, it's, it's a become thing. a cliche for a reason, and that's mm. that it is very hard to predict. <laughs> um, the in in terms of Libertadores at the moment, guys, we've got the first legs were played. Uh, Last week, and, and both of the second legs will be played. I, I promise, listeners. After I was very lazy about editing last week's podcast, will be played after I upload it this week because they're not being played till Thursday. They were both at home last week. Belas and Estudiantes. Belas mm-hmm. beat Liga de Quito three nil. Um, Estudiantes drew with Cerro Porteño nil nil. One of the things that we said when we were discussing this last week was that if Belas wanted a decent chance against Liga, they had to get an advantage straight away before travelling to Quito and playing at altitude. That's probably more true now than ever, now that Santiago Silva has been ruled out to the <coughs> match with injury. What did, what what do you think is going to happen in these two games, guys? Estudiantes against Cerro Porteño looked I a feeling pretty they'll... bad,
1: didn't they? I mean, if, yeah, you know, I've still got a feeling they might both go through. Uh, yeah. I think Velez will be okay.
2: I think we can count Velez in, you know, not wishing yeah. to attempt fate, although I don't have much love for Velez, but I'd like to see the Time Argentine team is still going through at this point.
0: Yeah, I, I think Liga are going to win on the night, but I don't think that they'll win by, I don't think they'll by win enough by to put that. Vélez out. I, I think it'll, they'll probably—I'd yeah. say one or two goals—they'll win by. And
2: I think Vélez will get a goal, and that will probably be the end of it. I can't, you know, with mm. the striking talent that they have. Aside from the fact, even without yeah. I can see them having a goal. Yeah, yeah. Silva yeah. actually got injured during the game against the
0: Cityantes at the weekend, but he didn't score in <laughs> it, did he? All four of them. Um, Bélez's goals came from different players and mm-hmm. as, uh, as I mentioned... Morales got two. Pardon? Morales oh, got Oh, you're two. right, sorry. Max. Morales got two. Augusto Fernandes got the opener and the, uh, and the, David f- the former Godoy Cruz midfielder. Mm-hmm. Um, but Augusto Fernandes is in magnificent form in the competitions yeah, this yeah. season. Probably one of the,
1: the, the players of the tournament. Yeah, though, I
0: mean, so. he's a number eight, a kind of box-to-box midfielder, but he's been scoring... Seem, it seems like a goal a game.
1: Yeah. You know, it probably isn't exactly
0: yeah. a goal a
2: game, but it certainly... He's getting a lot. Yeah. No, no. He hit two against Liga last year. Uh, mm. Last year, last week. So thanks to him, they're kind of in this really strong position. And yeah. No, he just seems like a very, very strong player. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't. I don't know. if I hadn't been impressed with him, or he just his name hadn't come up too much before this point. But well, it he seems he's really seemed to explode onto the scene. Yeah, he, Somebody he compared seems a lot more to,
1: uh, like Enzo Perez last year and in, mm. in Estudiantes mm. in terms of having yeah. an impact. Like you know.
2: <laughs> that's a fair. He, he
0: seems a lot more at home for Bellis than he did when he was
2: playing at River, and he seems like the the pressure's kind of been lifted off him a bit. Yeah. Plus, I guess this, this season spotlight. he might have had a bit more freedom because obviously uh Samosa left, so that's probably left a bit of a hole in the team. Yeah. yeah. And he's he stepped up.
0: Yeah. Estudiantes against Cerro, uh,
2: Cerro Porteño. I can see Cerro getting a result. Like um, I kind of have a bit more of a view on the South American, you know, the South America's a wider continent, and yeah. they had a very good result on the weekend they won their uh, super classico against uh, Olympia
1: Juan Manuel uh, Iturbe came on the lovely it.
2: Iturbe yeah. and I don't know if Phil Star will probably be used as a, impact yeah, Salve, yeah. an impact impact second half sub hmm. but no I mean the Estudiantes they need to kind of break this habit at the moment and score Yeah. which is not the easiest thing I mean as well Cerro have got a very good keeper and Diego Barreto and they've also got a couple of Argentines apart from Iturbe that yeah, they're not world beaters, but they c- they do well. Like an ex Boca player, Fabro, who's done very well and was in the... He, he hit a teenager around the head. With allegedly. A... God, damn. <laughs> it? Careful.
0: Oh, sorry, yes. I... Yeah. This is all conjecture, of course. If we talk about Fabiani, we can
2: say whatever we want.
0: If we're talking about him <laughs> else,
2: it's allegedly. Yeah, this story was interesting. Like, We won't go into too much detail, but I think the implications were he spent the night with um, a fairly... Kind of young lady, maybe 19, 20. Again with a young lady. Yeah, <laughs> they're trouble. Just, <laughs> footballers need to stay away from young ladies. Yeah. And then, kind of, I don't know if he saw this girl kind of a week later with her actual boyfriend or, you know, like, in some uh, case, yeah. in any case, they managed to get him in a discussion and so the allegations go, he went across and hit this uh, boyfriend in the head with a gun. Which makes you wonder what a footballer's doing with the gun in the first place. That's yeah.
1: Right. It's, it's a lot of questions Fabros. that come up. Oh, like. oh, I thought there young ladies around here. Yeah. <laughs> Fabro's a former Widow's bokeh <laughs> player. Am
0: I right in saying that? Mm-hmm. Former Boca, yeah. Yeah, that, that probably explains it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> On which note? <laughs> How long have we been recording for, Jons? I
1: just uh, want to say one thing, one sure. more thing maybe about uh, in the preview preview of the Super Classico, yeah. Um I know that I notice that R- River are playing always yeah. the rough and tumble, always team. And I think River has have Lamela, these are all guys on, on four yellow cards. Yeah, that's La right. Lamela, Almeida, and Ferrari. Mm. All probably the, the, the three most influential outfield players, all on four yellows. So it'll be interesting to see whether. can't imagine they would get rested because three points is three points.
0: Well, yeah, that, that's one of the points that was being made. Obviously, the Super Classico gets. Um, gets all the attention and, and the pressure's piled on it but from J.J. Lopez's point of view and with all boys being a direct relegation rival as well as Rivers um, the three points that they, that are in play against all boys are at least as important if not more so than the three against Bocca
1: Right, so it'll be interesting to see if any of those three well, how they play the game and if, yeah. if any of them get a, a yellow card Is Although,
0: it... I think I'm right in saying that in the case of La Mela he's been on four yellow cards since the penultimate round of the Apertura so he's got he, he's actually gone quite a long time without without a booking. Or certainly, in the case of one of River's players, anyway. Who's, I, I think, think he's gonna... has,
1: has been for a few weeks. Yeah. Because I remember yeah. him uh, about four weeks ago. He, he as he came onto the field, he told the referee, "I'm on, I'm on four yellows." So yeah. I don't know why he. That told was him, against, like, what do you expect the referee to do about it? But
0: that was against Banfield, I, th- I think. I think it was against Banfield. Um, yeah, but he, he's gone a long time without without being booked. So he he might be risky. the referee about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> has a word with the referee as he comes on and.
0: You wonder whether the fact that um, Ariel Ortega isn't going to be featuring for all boys as, as part of the conditions of his loan deal is, is going to help River at all there. I think,
2: if anything, it will help all boys. It no. <laughs> 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 has been playing. yeah. I think on this year, Yellow Card, um, they'll probably play a very strong team to go out because yeah, they need three points, whether it's against Boca or all boys. But I think you could probably say if they're winning 1-0 or 2-0 at half-time, these players are going to be... Subbed fairly rapidly Yeah and I think that's probably A fair supposition
0: Yeah And also that it's Probably written in the stars That Cristiano Fabiani Will <laughs> score against Yeah he's had his <laughs> month's rest Since he scored his last two goals So Yeah Been enjoying himself He <laughs> yes. <that's> been always <laughs> enjoying Yep Absolutely First division goal scorer Cristiano Fabiani mm-hmm. We're We're going to wrap up now um, It's been a pleasure I just wanted to say Yes Likewise gentlemen um, It's been alright um, um. By the way If you're An Argentine and you're a supporter of either River Plate or Boca Juniors and you're listening to this, please get in touch with us because next week we'll be doing our big Super Classico preview in which Underpod will effectively be coming full circle because, of course, our first episode was a Super Classico preview as well.
1: We probably... um Put on some suits or something, suits and ties. I think yeah. Maybe have a cake. Um, well, red wine instead of fernet.
0: Well, we'll say that if if you're a genuine supporter of one of the two sides, if you're Argentine <laughs> and if your English is, is good enough to, if
1: you're in
0: to say to take part, then then you'll get a, a fernet on us if you come along to to get. You need to be able to get to Caballito, or at a push to San Telmo um, for around what time do we record? Guys, six thirty or so seven o'clock. Well, it
2: depends um, what time you guys it, make it. it
0: D- normally depends what time I turn up in fairness to, to the others um, yeah so if, if you're able to do that then please get in touch with one of us via Twitter or find the email address that's on the Hand of Pod blog handofpod.wordpress.com and let us know please because uh, we're desperate for <laughs> for guests <laughs> hopefully we'll have Seb back next week but for now from me Sam Kelly and from the two Dans so we'll, we'll goodbye. say goodbye <laughs>